Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Elion. What's up? Hey. Whoa, Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Elion, you're a listener of Ghost Adventures, or rather of Insanely Haunted, uh, but it is your first time joining us. How, do, how does that feel? It feels pretty good, because... You know, I just always, when I watch Ghost Adventures now, I'm like, what would Max and Cassie think? <laughs> well, this time you knew, uh, because we were right there with you. Uh, we met Elyon at PodCon 2. Well, I met you... Elyon at PodCon 1. Right, okay. Well... Very briefly at PodCon 1. And then I ran off to watch Dear Hank and John. <laughs> Uh, but now you're a full-fledged podcaster with your own show and all that good stuff. Would you like to tell our listeners about your show? My show is Capes and Japes. It's a casual comics podcast. Oh, sounds so nice. It's so much fun. Right now what we're doing is characters, which in the future we're like, we could do like a comic arc or something. But for now, characters and we go through a bit of like their publication history and their fictional character bibliography and some of the like whack shit that happens to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fun. Cool. That sounds like a pretty cool program. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your history with Ghost Adventures? So I can't remember when I started watching Ghost Adventures. It had to have been in college because I think that's when my whole interest in paranormal shows started because one of my roommates loved the show Paranormal Witness and we would Mm. actually watch it every week as it aired as like a little roommate family. Nice. And then after that, I was like, oh, this is great. Do you know what's weird is that I also cannot remember exactly when I started watching Ghost Adventures. All I know is that it's been a part of my life for a long time. I remember when I first started watching Ghost Adventures, my first time. Oh. Yeah, you never forget your first time. With my Except friend Mackenzie. Max and I apparently did. Except me. Except the two of us. <laughs> I was at Mackenzie's home, her parents' home, and sitting in a leather chair in the downstairs... And she was like, I have this show you must see. And it changed my life. Does Mackenzie know about the podcast? I don't know. You should see if Mackenzie <laughs> knows about the pod. Because Mackenzie is very cool. We should have Mackenzie on sometime. We, oh, we need to, yes. Mackenzie is extremely cool and studies terror birds, which oh, is wow. a real scientific well, classification of animal. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Where'd, she's she she has studied she's an archaeologist, right? Paleontologist. Paleontologist, right? Yeah, but you're very specific. And I, I don't think it's that specific. I thought she studied terror birds. I remember this. Let's just say, like like shoe bills and those sorts of things. You know, the big boys who are real bad and got the big beaks. I don't remember, and okay. I don't want to give false information. Well, but okay. You know Mackenzie, those big scary uh, ones. 
<laughs> Mackenzie is a paleontologist and she's focused on um, terror birds. No, I don't. Just uh, um, a fl- uh, uh, dinosaur birds. Perfect. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's a very lay person's way of generalizing what she does. But Raptors, yeah. but not the ones you're thinking of. Right. So yeah. we watched a TV show featuring America's favorite lay person, Zach Bagans. <laughs> Uh, today. Elion, you picked this episode. Do you want to give us some insight as to why you might have picked this particular episode of Ghost Adventures? Well, I was given a list and I was like, Point Sir Lighthouse sounds familiar. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, hey, that's like maybe three hours from where I live. Cool. So have you ever been there? I have not. I don't really go up north a lot, except for like the 35 mile drive north for my job but past that i'm like jeez mm, no i'm good i i don't <laughs> want to keep going up the one i just want to go home and sleep and put on pajamas but you did say that the drive to your work is similar to the view that we saw in this episode correct it's very pretty yeah there's a lot of ocean and a lot of mountains dang that sounds so nice and it looked beautiful it's a very good the view area in this episode is great yeah. If any of y'all know where Hearst Castle is, that's where no. I work. Ooh. Oh, shit. Has Zach ever been there? I don't think so, because everybody's like, it ain't haunted. Except we hear some things that we can't explain, like children laughing in the uh, museum area at night. Ooh. But that's at the Creepy. visitor center. So it's like, maybe it's an object? I have no idea. Wait, so you said Hearst Castle? Yeah. H-U-R-S-T? Oh, no. H-E-A-R-S-T. Okay. H. Like the newspaper mogul. William Randolph. That's the one. Like Bathurst from Problem Sleuth. Dang. Damn, this place looks ritzy. Are you you fucking kidding me? I don't work in any of the nice parts. I'm like down at the visitor center. It ain't that sweet. Okay. Okay. Well, Google image search seems to think it is. I mean, the castle is fine. It's a testament to capitalism, but like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, Yeah. So, like we said, we're at Point Sur Lighthouse for this episode of uh, Ghost Adventures. Very... Zach was really leaning on the travel channel angle for this intro. Did y'all notice this? Yeah, very, very much like, hey, it's California. Look how beautiful it is. I'm, I'm Don't gonna, you wish you were here? I'm going to okay, pull yeah. you in and we're going to do a nice little wavy graphic on the screen. And then I'm going to walk backwards <laughs> towards a cliff. Almost falls off backwards. First Baganzing <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> yeah. And he literally does like a miming pulling a rope. Yeah. Pulling you towards him. Yeah. Towards, yeah. It's towards the cliff. Like we said. Towards the cliff. (laughs) In this intro part, we talk to a lot of people who are called historians. Uh, We talk with Carol, who tells us some pretty mild sounding shipwreck stories. Not a whole lot of like gruesome death or anything like that. Oh, let's let's talk about some of the logistics about. Yeah, sure. This lighthouse is is south of San Francisco, Monterey, and it's on top of this giant mound of rock uh, that's actually volcanic in origin. Which the rock volcanic caps aren't like super. Super uncommon to the California coast. Right. Yeah. 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 Actually, a lot of the geology is uh, a mix. 
mixture of volcanics and seafloor from when the Pacific plate was diving underneath the North America plate at that location. It used to be all along the western seaboard and now the only part remaining that is experiencing that is the Pacific Northwest and now along California the the big fault line is actually moving side to side and the west side of it is moving up towards the Aleutian Islands and that's whenever you hear oh San Francisco is going to fall off of California not really but the the, the actuality is that it's going to actually slide up up to the Aleutian Islands over We're moving time. on up in the world time. moving on up to the west side yeah so, um, but yeah, the ocean floor used to slide underneath California and it would kind of uh, scrape off seafloor sediments and volcanic rocks along the border. Just kind of like if you had, if you're a weird person and you like to smear peanut butter along your arm. <laughs> Why is this the <laughs> Why on your arm? This is, this is the example I used to tell my students. If you, if you were a weird person, <laughs> if you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? <laughs> if the moon were made of sp- Spare ribs, would you eat it? Um, <laughs> if you were a weird person and smeared peanut butter on your arm and then you take your, your clean hand and you start just like like rubbing it against the peanut butter, you're going to accumulate a bunch of peanut butter against your hand, right? Yeah. 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 And so that's kind of like what, what we're getting on the, the west side of California. <laughs> I guess. We're just peanut butter on the arm of the world. Yeah. <laughs> mystified by your choice of all of this. Why? Yeah. Peanut butter okay. arm hand. Think of, think of, think of, think of the, the clean hand. Why as can't California. the peanut butter be on toast? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, sure. <laughs> Why is okay, it on so your arm? New, 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 much better analogy. Okay, so. Thank you, Ellian. You've really you. revolutionized Cassie's uh, uh, lesson plans. Um, so, peanut butter on, on the toast. <laughs> It's the ocean floor, and then your your knife, which you're you're scraping against the top of your peanut butter and toast, is the uh, North American continent. This makes a go. lot more sense than when it's on your <laughs> arm. So continue. I'm sorry we sidetracked you. Continue. Anyway. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh good. <laughs> Anyway, there's a bunch of volcan. Point Sur is a volcanic rock, uh, and then oh, also it could have potentially. Well, it says one source said that it was a felsic volcanic rock, and to me that says oh, it was from the land, not the ocean. So it could have potentially been like volcanics in California, because at the time when the fault line was similar to Pacific Northwest, California also had volcanic activity. I mean, that's what the Sierra Nevada is. Is it's like a similar process as, as what we have as the Cascades, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. So it could be from that time period and it was just like some sort of explosive or whatever deposit. I don't, I don't know. I didn't look into it that much, but... You downloaded some maps. I did and I looked over them briefly, <laughs> but it's... it's So you did It's, way it's volcanic more... rocks that are characteristic to volcanoes on land. Is it safe to say you did more research than Zach Bagans? I did. I think Zach but just looked at the Wikipedia. He just called it a volcanic rock. Yeah, that's, that's all. all he said. That was good enough for him. But it's okay. So yeah, that... Back on subject. So, like, this is this is Point Sur. Now you know more about it than Zach does. And the lighthouse, which is on top, the rock is about 361 feet tall. And I don't know if that's, like, from the base of the ocean or if that's, like, from sea level. But the lighthouse, which is on top, stands at about 40 feet tall and above and at about at, at about 270 feet above sea level. Then the that's probably 600 feet from the ocean. 
bottom of the ocean. Yeah. If the lighthouse like is only like 200 above sea level. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode has like secret extra ghost adventures character in it. And her name is Julie. <laughs> Julie is a tour guide at Point Sewer. And she is also, oh my God, can I start that over? I said that super weird. No, because I <laughs> want to use it. The first time Zach says Point Sir, he's like, Point Sir. <laughs> it's like, why did you put so much emphasis on the Sir? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, Julie is a tour guide at Point Sir, and she is also a paranormal investigator. They don't tell us what her crew's name is, which they usually do, uh, but she has recorded. I mean, she is. It's- it's a state park. Mm-hmm. She's probably just oh, a shit. tour guide at the state park. Julie has blessed us with a series of recordings that, in my opinion, are dubious because they are some EVP recordings that she has c- gathered, uploaded onto her iPhone. Yeah. We don't know what happened in between the recording of these and the uploading to the iPhone. And I have suspicions that she got real human beings to do voice work for her. Yeah. Because some of these are suspiciously clear. Yeah. Especially for what we're used to on Ghost Adventures. to be honest, kind of sound like her. Some of them sound very much like her. Especially the one that she says sounds like it has an Irish accent. Are you kidding me? I hate it when they're like, oh, this ghost has an accent. Uh, no, it doesn't. Whatever. Yeah, it's... Oh, no, there's two... There's two EVPs. There's one with a Dutch accent. That that sounds like the fucking Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> Smoking gum inside. <laughs> there's a really great quote I wrote down from Zach about lighthouse keepers. Did these people ever go crazy or insane from the isolation? Crazy Which gives or you a, insane. Yeah, one of the two. One of the two happened. And this gives you a lot of like insight into what's going on in Zach's brain as they were recording this. There's a uh, lot of like poetic. There's a lot of poetry by oh, Zach in this he, episode. He's trying to be real poetic in this one. Yeah. Lighthouses, lonely places, and the ocean around them. Rough. <laughs> that, <laughs> Dangerous. Now, <laughs> This is also, he he starts getting really poetic because he starts to say that EVPs are equivalent to time travel because you can travel back in time and hear old conversations. It's like looking at stars through a telescope. He's getting all into the solving history through ghosts. Yeah, which uh, none of that would be admissible in a court of law. I'm sorry to tell you, Zach, you cannot solve (laughs) mysteries through ghosts. Not in any way that matters. There's also a point where we hear like testimony of a child who saw somebody who wasn't there. And I don't know if if y'all have ever been around children. They're creepy. They're creepy and they see shit and they say shit all the time. Yeah. So like I don't I can't take any child's testimony as ghost evidence. I mean, especially when you're getting it like third hand where she's like, there was a like one of the tour guides said that there was a child. And it's like, you weren't even the tour guide on this one. You weren't even there. (laughs) Well, and who's to who's to say that, you know, there's not a person there who's similar to Zach and that they like to dress up in period clothing to know what it was really like. Yeah. You know, who? Who, who's to say that there's somebody there who's just dressed up? And that's the main thing about all of Julie's evidence is that it's not only is it, it's more than secondhand. It's like she gets an EVP and then she tells us a story about how someone she knew knew somebody who understood what this is in reference to. Yeah. Like the infidelity EVP. There's supposedly an infidelity, uh, like an EVP about somebody cheating on their wife. Which Zach gets super excited about. Oh God, he was so pumped. He's pumped to be the guy that's that's cheating with the ghost, but 
Well, the thing is that, like, the historical fact of this relationship, Julie says that she learns from a historian that there was an like a like a weird love triangle thing that happened on this place. We met a historian a second ago. We could go talk to her about this, <laughs> but we don't. Yeah, we just take Julie's word for and it. And also, apparently, this historian that Julie was talking to was like, only two of us know about this. Not yeah. great history, then. Yeah, no, no, you're no. not. Also, you're also not doing your job very good as a historian. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That was weird and didn't make much sense. They they also interviewed a, a state park. Oh my god. Uh, they called him an officer. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't know. I don't think they knew. There's there's different people who can work within state parks. Some of them mm-hmm. are rangers. Some of them are security personnel. Okay. They weren't very clear. On this one, I, I've never, I personally have never heard of a state park officer. I've heard of ranger and possibly security. Uh, but that aside. Yeah, I don't think they knew the actual job title of this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but this person um, who works for the state parks, California state parks, uh was being interviewed. They didn't show his face. Again, don't ask state parks people about ghosts because they're probably not allowed to talk about it or don't want to talk about it. But this they guy... Have far more important things to do than talk to you about ghosts. Yeah, this guy wanted to talk about it, but it really wasn't that significant of anything because he was just talking about an EVP... Yeah, which he was was like, yeah, I didn't hear anything out loud, but later on the recording, I could hear it. And Zach's like, oh, (laughs) oh, hey, okay, so, okay, California state parks do have officers, but they're actually rangers. Yeah, I just I just looked that up. Okay, you have it. So that is a thing. I don't like the word officer, though. I think they should stick with Ranger. Uh, so we spend kind of an inordinate amount of time on Julie and her EVPs. Like, it's most of the first part of the episode is talking to Julie. Yeah. Uh, we also meet a couple of other volunteers who work at Point Star Lighthouse who have supposedly had, like, weird encounters. But the stuff they talk about just sounds like the kind of shit you deal with when you work in a very old place. Like, yeah. drawers that slide open and planks that fall down from the ceiling, that kind of like like <laughs> yeah, really normal planks, stuff. The, plank the planks really get me because they're like, we don't know how they got here. And they like had just panned down from the ceiling, which is literally <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> and somebody does say, and you don't think it was just falling off the ceiling and... and- wasn't the lady like, no, 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 no. Because no, no. you know, you don't understand. It was put right here in front of the threshold. Maybe that's just <laughs> the part that fell. Yeah. They also get like a creepy laugh on some recording, but it's probably just a person. Or like a weird bird. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of weird birds out there, folks. Is the, and the wind, is the too. Oh, yeah. In case you were hoping to not get any like flashback to Zach getting super excited over the mention of a rape. Oh yeah, we, uh, we unfortunately yeah. went back to that episode with uh, uh, what's his name, that guy, that uh, UFC guy, Brandon. Which episode was that? I fr- That was we uh, we had Alicia and Paul on. It was a little while ago, sorry. It was a little while ago, but they do a flashback to it and it was like totally unnecessary because it's like not even related. Like he makes this correlation between that piece of evidence and the idea that there was a 
adultery on in this lighthouse a long time ago. Yeah, I think that and was like I think that was part of the section of like solving mysteries through ghosts. God, it's like even the word correlation does not equal causation, and this isn't even cor like no, there's no correlation to these two different. It was just totally unnecessary. I was yeah, like, cool, was thanks. Nothing. I really enjoyed watching that again. Yeah, so so glad you got very excited just yeah overhearing someone say she was raped great yeah perfect cool yeah additionally this gives us since this is a lighthouse it gives zach time to indulge in his theory about ghosts like water and ghosts like rocks and since now you've got water crashing into rocks that's like ghosts super like this spot all of the most haunted places are on rocks and that's no coincidence. <laughs> that's no coincidence, according to Zach Bagans. Well, we also found out that when there are shipwrecks or, you know, wherever ghosts become ghosts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the first building that they see is where they end up. So specifically what he said is that go. when the soul gets separated from the body and you're on water, what the spirit will do is come back to land <laughs> and, they and just, then haunt the first building. They just haunt the first building they see. That's just the one they're stuck on. But I think one of my favorite things about uh, this part is that Zach looks like he's trying to be incognito on a community college campus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like the blue hoodie and the blue ball cap and the sunglasses. And it's like, dude. So this is the outfit that he puts on to go out boating. Uh, since this is not a battlefield, he can't dress up in army clothes to get into the minds of the people who died here. Instead, he has to go out on a boat to get into the minds of the people who died out here. And he is so I, he is wearing a shirt. It's red and yeah. uh, it has a boat on it. And it's oh. on 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 the <laughs> sails is written three sheets to the wind. Oh, my God. Wow. I didn't notice that. Me neither. I have a question. Was there a way to get to this place via land? The lighthouse? Yeah. I mean... There would have to be. At what point? At at the time where they are giving tours to people or the time where there were people living in the lighthouse? I mean... Uh, now at least like now at this, least there's is, gotta be there's this is a, a uh this is a part of land right this is not it yeah, is no, no, it's it's off the highway it's off the highway according to google maps but there's like no okay so maybe they just took the boat because it was faster or what to no it's go like out. right off the highway one though Oh, when, no, they they got on a boat because they wanted to go to the exact spot where there was a shipwreck. That's right. right, That's right. right. And they have another historian named Joanne who's there with them, and she's going to tell them all about exactly how many people died. Joanne seemed like a very serious person. Yeah. And I liked Joanne. We didn't get any shots of them asking her about, like... Ghosts? Wait, no, did we? Oh, there was one one segment where Zach was asking her about the people on one of the boats and she said it wasn't just all men oh yeah and then he said oh so there were women and children too and she said yeah i think she might have just been like agreeing with him yeah because like she was like it wasn't just men like there were passengers on the uh what was it the 
uh, the Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I almost said Port yeah. Angeles, and I'm like, nope, that's not right. That's us. That's our <laughs> yeah. state. Yeah, but like she didn't go into detail about the other passengers, so that kind of makes me think that he just said that, and then she was just like, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, sure, there were passengers on it. I don't know if they knew what demographics the passengers are on this boat. Yeah. So she's like, Zach yeah, that's takes possible. They did have these reenactors do the little like in between bits of the show that oh were God. like pretending to be dead people. I really hope on they got paid. I really do too because they looked fucking freezing in that water. Did you see how red their skin was? <laughs> yeah. And there was like one dude who was at such an unnatural angle and like half of his arm yeah. was buried in sand yeah. with the waves just gently lapping up all the way to his neck. And it's like, buddy... Yeah. And their clothes were, like, so, like, last minute put together. They looked like Halloween City sailor costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, one guy was just wearing, like, a, a striped tank top on top of a longer shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that like stripes. Like, that's what sailors wear. Right, yeah. Okay, speaking of which, if you thought there wasn't going to be goofy bullshit in this episode, you're wrong. There's a lot of goofy bullshit once they get on the boat. First of all, literal, like, fake Pirates of the Caribbean music yeah. the whole time they're out there. Second of all, Nick gets so seasick and the boys are not nice to him about it. No. Or sober, it no, seems. Zach is drunk, definitely, and Nick is about to throw up. At one point, Nick goes, I'm about to throw up on this bird which i thought was like that killed me that was so funny the other guys were not nice to him about it no. and they just kept egging him on and it's like like i just wanted to see nick throw up on zach that would have been so satisfying that would have been so satisfying instead we see nick throw up over the side of the boat and then they do give us a shot of a pelican flying away <laughs> yeah yeah. My favorite part of this, though, was the movie magic that they did where they have like a sinking ghost ship appear. Oh, my oh. God. And yeah. then Zach has to throw a wreath out into the ocean to commemorate the lost lives. He said in <laughs> memorial. I'm. Yeah. I don't know if that's an actual thing or if he thought that he was saying in memoriam. Yeah. <laughs> he surely does not know the difference. There's no way he knows. I was just thinking, like, leave no trace. Hopefully that reef does not have plastic bits or wiry bits because it could potentially be harmful for sea life. Yeah. Like, especially since it's a round circle that heads can go through. Yeah. I mean, if it's just flowers, kind of like tangled together a la right, daisy right. chain sure right. whatever biodegradable yeah. it's flowers yeah. but yeah. it looked way too put together yeah it honestly just yep. kind of looked like an oversized flower crown it did <laughs> <laughs> yeah zach's just like and we brought this flower crown to the ocean <laughs> here you go ocean please don't kill oh, any more men <laughs> right. Well, I was just thinking to crown a seal. We totally forgot the seal. Oh, God. Aaron has a hell of a day. Aaron so, has uh, so much fun. Yeah. Right before Aaron. they're about to leave uh, Monterey on the boat, there's all these cute ass seals that are barking and stuff. And Aaron tries to talk to them. He can speak at sea lion. He gobbles at them like turkeys. Yeah, you're right. Do y'all remember that vine where it's like the camera pans over a group of seals and there's some music playing gently in the background and then the music has like a giant drop and there's just a huge ass <laughs> seal? It's so funny. It's one of my favorite vines of all time. Oh, God. It's so... This is a great episode because it has a really kicking 
first half. And then the second half is also pretty good, too, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty awesome. This is a good episode of Ghost Adventures. I'm glad we watched it. So that's about all for the pre-lockdown phase. Any any closing words before we move into the two-part lockdown for this episode? I think I just want to... I just want to... One of my favorite parts about the first half, there were so many good parts, but I love that when they're talking to the park's officer... Uh Uh-huh. They just pan towards his legs, and then at one point, yep. they just zoom in on his knee. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, so Zach's like talking about what it's like to be in a lighthouse, like he's an expert, and he says to us, he, he, he likes, he wants to emphasize, quote, how dangerous it really is, which made me think of how dark it really is, and then he, he says something like, this is not where you want to be. But it's like, yeah, that's the purpose of a lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> he he literally, he just explains what a lighthouse does. Uh, yeah. The lighthouse is here to tell you what part you don't want to go towards. Yeah, dog. Don't touch this. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. If you have a boat, this is the only place where you can't boat. Because <laughs> it's land. I also really enjoyed while they were doing the pre-lockdown. Oh, yes, this, this, this. And he's, like, inside the lighthouse, and he's, like, talking to the ghosts and asking them things. And one no, of the- this is the this is the lockdown. They do, like, half of their lockdown is daytime. Oh, that's right. They yeah. do a daytime like, lockdown. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. Because right, so- Julie got so many EVPs during the day, we're going to have half of our lockdown be during the day. Yeah. With Julie. With Julie, yeah. They bring her back. <laughs> and we don't get these daytime lockdowns very often. This no, is a rare because, thing. Uh, because... Nothing fucking happens during a daytime they don't lockdown. Get anything? They don't, and they didn't get anything the last nope. time that they did this either. Gee, it's almost like when you're in the dark your and uh, can't see up. anything, and you're really tired at night. Your yeah, your brain makes shit up. So Zach is like talking to the ghosts. Is it Zach? It's Zach. No, it's Zach. Yeah, he's talking to the ghosts, and he says we something. Both wrote this down. <laughs> He says something like, what kind of magic are you doing here? What kind of magic went on in this? Is this the place where the magic happens? Basically. He says sexual things. (laughs) Like he, the only way he can talk about sex is a la MTV's Cribs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is where the magic happens. So the Melmeter also comes out and the IR camera also comes out and they get no evidence on either one of these devices. At, they do get some EVPs though. Yeah, which at one point with the EVPs, they're listening and he's like, enhance that. And then he turns to the camera and he's like, enhance just means raise the volume. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I missed that. It was so beautiful. Oh, wow. That's like uh, in the anime subtitles when the guy says it's all according to Keikaku and then translator note Keikaku means plan. Exactly. <laughs> There's a EVP that they get that he thinks is careful and is super quiet, but all the EVPs they get are like <laughs> <laughs> but like it happens exactly as he's starting to lean against a door frame and he's got a, definitely a ring on one of his fingers um and it, it can't help i can't help but be extremely suspicious that the noise is coming from him leaning on the door frame because it happens exactly at the same time yeah and he has this whole spiel about like we were so careful during these evp sessions <laughs> no, none yeah. of us were moving none of us were moving and it's like you just showed a clip of when this happened and you were definitely moving <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, oh, and then like Nick, he does the EVP session and they show like four different frames on the screen pop up of him in different locations in the lighthouse. And one of them, he's sitting on the floor in a bed frame and he just looks so dumb. And and (laughs) notably what he's saying in that shot is, can you see what I'm doing right now? (laughs) It's so good. Um, And there's no evidence captured. And so what's funny to me, as of course, is so predictable. When Julie leaves and it starts to get dark outside, that's when all the the evidence they get is, of course. They do get like, while they're doing the daytime thing, they do get, um, they hear a girl singing while they're Mm. like doing shit. And it it is captured on the That's kind of towards the end of the day. Like Julie's already left and you can hear it. It's It's (laughs) dead man time outside. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Literal quote by Zach Baggins. But, and they do get some millimeters spiking. They put the teddy bear trigger object out and it doesn't get any hits, so. Wait, but what's about this scientifically astounding? Um, I think oh. that, whoa, so Oh, are we already in the lockdown? We are, we've been in the lockdown oh, okay. this whole time. So okay. what happens is the, the audio equipment gets like a, you know what you get when you're like, when you're on Skype and someone sends a text message? Yeah. And then that's right after that is when they get the, ah, like the singing <laughs> Yeah. After that, they pulled out the Mel meter and mm-hmm. it started going off. And then Zach's yeah. like, hand me a recorder, hand me a recorder, hand me a recorder. Just reaching blindly behind him until someone hands him a recorder. <laughs> and then I think they get, that's when they start getting the child EVPs. And yeah, they get the, the voice that says, I'm sick. Yeah. And the Mel meter's going off at the same time. And they're like, it's scientifically mm-hmm. astounding that yeah. these two <laughs> things are happening at once. Scientifically, Zach, you keep saying that word, but I do not think it means what you think it means. He would not know science if it ran its fingers through his hair. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I watched this episode and I saw what happened next, I was like, damn, that looks like some pretty compelling ghost evidence. Mm -hmm. However, watching it this time, I did not feel the same way at all. Yeah. This IR camera footage that they get next, where they see what looks like a person coming up a flight of stairs. But then if you look at it, it doesn't actually look like a person coming up a flight of stairs at all. Yeah. It's just something moving. Yeah, it could be an animal. Apparently there aren't even stairs there, yeah, which, so it's like which it, they thought was proof that it was a ghost. Because it's coming up ghost stairs. Yeah, ooh. Could have been an animal. I don't know. This is also, like, so Bill, they sent Billy off to do something at the same time, so mm-hmm. they have to spend, like, five minutes of the episode checking to make sure whether that's Billy or not. Mm-hmm. And it's not Billy. That's the conclusion they come to, because Billy's, like, on the other side of the island. Also, yeah. they never had to tell us that the island was totally void of any other person right yeah no they never i mean it's a public place basically sorry it's not an island but the rock part of their evidence also was they were like this like if it were a person it would be this warm but it's not it's at like it's purple it's at like 40 degrees and y'all the way that infrared works is the further away something is, the colder it looks on the IR camera. So it's probably just an animal that's further away than they thought it was. Yeah. This is when we just completely abandon this spot. Like, they get this evidence that they're so happy about, and then they immediately leave after Zach, like, recounts the whole story for the camera. And then later they're like, Julie, Julie, look at this. Who is this? And she's like, oh, well, there shouldn't be a person there. And it's like... 
yeah, of course you think it's a person now because Zach said, who is this? Oh, priming. Yeah. Uh, That's some priming right there. That's priming. Not like, hey, do you you have any idea what this is? And she probably would have said like, huh, looks like a raccoon or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it would only make more sense that it would be an animal instead of a human being because apparently there's a lot of poison oak up there. Also, it's on an island at night. Yeah, yeah. This is all to say... I'm embarrassed that I ever thought this was good ghost evidence. Yeah, same. It's okay. You were uh, you were you were a child. I was a young well, man. I was a young man of 25. <laughs> Look, um, I am 25 so and I am still a child. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you for taking my Thank side, you. Elion. That's wonderful. Next, we go to the triplex where the mean spirit, the, supposedly resides. the quote unquote grumpy guy, lives out here. There's an old man oh, and he gets also, mad at you. Yes, and this is where the wood planks just mysteriously appear on the floor. <laughs> now, one thing that's really funny to me is that Aaron puts out some EM pumps at this location, and they get like all of their EM detecting stuff out. So it's like you guys are giving yourselves your own false positives in this one. Yeah. And I don't think after his explanation, anything about the EM pumps was ever referenced again. Nope, never once. They don't bring it up. However, we do learn that they have a name. So a staple of an insanely haunted episode is when we talk about the moment where everything just falls apart and it turns into utter chaos. (laughs) Then this is it. It turns out out that the Ghost Adventures crew has a name for this moment also, and they call it a paranormal wave. (laughs) And this one begins when Zach feels fingers running through his hair. And they also feel like pockets of condensed energy. I don't know what that means this is the moment in the show where they're all looking at each other like screaming and going dude i'm feeling dude and they're like just like talking over each other do you feel this do you feel this oh my god it's warm here it's cold here oh my god dude 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 i saw a face you're on the california coast (laughs) it's cold and windy (laughs) there's a draft it's an old building (laughs) yeah and Over all of this is the spirit box going loudly through every (laughs) static radio channel available to it. Yeah. They catch a few EVPs. They think when when, when they ask, who are you, it says Michael. Michael. (laughs) Michael. And then... Zach apparently sees a man's face in back of Aaron, right? Aaron? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he ties it back to the sighting that the child had from like, yeah. the very beginning of the episode. As if he were also primed with information. Yeah. <clears throat> they get an EVP that, or is it an EVP or the pump that says Admiral? That's the EVP. No, no, that's, that's the spirit box. Spirit that's box. spirit box. Okay, yeah. So apparently this is an admiral. And it was a woman's voice. So they're like, is it the admiral's daughter? <laughs> it's like, why, and would, that's she, significant why would she say because, admiral? I don't know. Now, according to Julie, one of the former lighthouse keepers was retired Navy officer. So... Hmm. Yeah, Julie was like... Oh, yeah. Sometimes they were retired Navy officers. And I can't remember if she said there was an admiral there or there might have been or there was probably an admiral. This is definitely a might have been moment. There's definitely like, well, this is the thing is they brought Julie in, but they said farewell to all of the historians. Yeah. We spoke with two historians in this episode and none of them came back to corroborate any of this. Because they wouldn't have. No, they wouldn't have. They would have been like, I don't know. 
there's no way to know because history's weird. They wanted another paranormal investigator to confirm their paranormal evidence. Air quotes. Evidence. They then hear some crying and Nick's like, oh my God, that's so sad. And then they get an EVP that says, sad. And And they're like, oh my God, dude, it was right after you said sad. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's pretty much all the evidence they get. It's That's a very fun episode of Ghost Adventures yeah, that we just watched. It was pretty Which fun. is, I said this when we were recording The Last Insanely Haunted, that it really felt like the guys were phoning it in. This makes it so clear. The last episode we watched, they were really phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not give a <laughs> shit. Yeah. This yeah. one, though, was, like, off the charts. They were loving it, having a great time. Yeah. Aaron got to, like, drive the boat for a second with a hat and oh, a pipe. Yeah. He was so happy. <laughs> he had the pipe and everything. Yeah. Nick and he Zach were, like, napping, and Aaron's just having a grand old time. Yes. How about a travel channel show where Aaron just goes around to places and doesn't necessarily hunt for ghosts? It's just Aaron hanging out. Elian, what's your favorite part of this episode? Oh, boy. Uh, I I almost want to say just the panning from the falling apart ceiling down as they're talking about <laughs> planks just inexplicably yeah. showing up on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, what could it be? Because <laughs> it's just, they don't even recognize the irony of that. Yeah, yeah. How about you, darling? Um, I liked watching Aaron talk to the seals. Perfect. I thought that was, I mean, Aaron is just a dumb, cute puppy sometimes. And this is one of those times. Sometimes he's also shitty, but. Do you think he can talk to all seals or just sea lions? <laughs> I'm sure he'd speak to all of them the same because he would generalize. Oh, yeah. He'd be out there talking to like a harbor seal as if it were a sea lion. Yeah. Harbor seals talk like this. <laughs> what about what about your favorite part? Oh, uh, when Zach pulled me through the television and I almost watched him die. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Peaking early in that episode, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's ghost adventure sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Elion, since you're a, a listener, you know what's coming next. And my mind it's is segment- suddenly blank. <laughs> it's a segment of the show we call Tweet Watch. Perfect. And let me give you a peek behind the curtains. We did record an episode earlier today, so we're kind of dry on the Tweet Watch options, but I did dig one up here. Uh, this is Zach Bagans tweeting about his museum. So I own the David Koresh 1968 Camaro, and it's been on display at Haunted Museum. Yesterday, I had to move it and was trying to start it. The inside filled with tons of smoke, and I panicked, trying to get out, holding my breath. But the unlocked door wouldn't open and was trapping me inside. Hashtag cursed car. (laughs) Also, Zach retweeted a woman who visited Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum for the first time. She used the word grotesque to describe his exhibits. I'm not certain he took that in the correct way. I do want to do an honorable mention to my friend Katie, who apparently went to the Haunted Museum. And I found out (gasps) about this through Instagram, where apparently she was there at the same time as Zach Baggins. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my god. Did she get to say hi to him? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just like they walked into a room and Zach was there and then he like did one room and then left. Okay. <laughs> I would feel so blessed. 
Yeah, I would like to go just if if he were there, just to kind of like mess with him and pretend to flirt with him. I know that's kind of evil of me, but I would just like to see how he'd react. Hmm. I, I think hmm. it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you'd do if you saw Zach Bagans. Uh, send a tweet to at haunted insanely. Send an email to insanely haunted podcast at gmail.com. If you're so inclined to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash insanely haunted, where you can also support the Scavengers Network. Yeah. The lovely family of podcasts that Insanely Haunted now belongs to. Thank you, Scavengers Network, and all oh, you yeah, congratulations. folks out there. Oh, Thank you it's, so much. It's We're an so utter excited. blessing. Yeah. It, it's a huge family of podcasts. There's lots of great stuff out there. If you like Insanely Haunted, you'll probably like something. Uh, Elion, also, remind our listener one more time before we leave this evening, where else they can find you? Well, you can find my show... Capes and Japes, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts or on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all those Capes and Japes, all one word. If you want to follow me personally, I have Twitter and Instagram at Racetrack Conlon, C O N L O N. Yes, it is a Newsies reference. <laughs> well, that's nice. And a final reminder to please support your state and national park. And also, uh, a big thank you to our great friend Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. She made the art for our podcast. That's going to do it for us this evening. And signing off, as always, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I've been Elion. And you just heard a, a Class A EVP. You might have already heard of Wonder Woman, but did you know that there were several people who went by Wonder Girl? You've heard of Spider-Man, but did you know there's more than just Peter Parker? Well, here at Capes and Japes, we can fill you in on all that stuff that you maybe didn't know. My name's Olivia. And I'm Elion. And you can catch us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there! <laughs>